Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. Hey, I'm Miles. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a hero. But instead, I grew up to be a nobody. Another schism. 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 Schism picked random weirdos and made them fight to the death. And the internet loved it. Nick wins. Yeah, Nick. I love you. Coming. Uh, I think you have the wrong... Whoa, who are you? 
24 hours to kill Nix. Fail, you die. Leave the city, you die. It's showtime. Everybody's changing, and I don't feel the same. Thank you, Keen, and thank you, brave listeners, for joining us today on the film board from the next reel at rashpixel.fm. We spoil movies. This month, we're all stuck in our homes and desperately awaiting new release dates for all the movies we wanted to see this spring and the summer and next year as well. Uh, It's crazy town for Hollywood and movie productions all over the world as tectonic shifts are happening in everyone's daily life, reflected accordingly in the entertainment landscape. So what to do? What to do? What to do? That's the question facing all of us in lockdown isolation. Well... There's this theater-at-home concept that's sweeping your favorite on-demand streaming service, and we mean to capture the titles that pop on it, at least until we can all get back to enjoying our traditional darkened auditoriums. <laughs> we were going to originally talk about this movie in February, but it got soft-pushed back, uh, right smack back into the middle of the stay-at-home quarantine. It's available now from a variety of outlets, so we're going to spoil it for you in this show, and you can decide if it's worth your stream-surfing time at home. Before we get into this grand royal new-style experiment, Go check out all the details about the Next Reel's party of podcasts, nextreel.com. And as always, the best way to support the evolution of these thought-provoking discussions on the motion picture medium is over at patreon.com slash the next reel. Subscriptions there help us keep the conversation going here in your ears and everywhere else in the world. Okay, let's introduce our host tonight. How do you feel? How do you guys feel about internet trolls? Tommy Hansel. Great question. Love them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, Th- that's that's a take. Uh, what about you, Steve Sarmento? How do you feel about trolls? Uh, but sometimes I agree with them, and that just people are dumb, and I don't like large crowds of them. So I, I sort of, I guess, oh. have something in common with them. So I guess, oh, internet trolls. I just heard the word trolls. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> under bridges, right? Ugh. Trolls. Oh, he was thinking the little guys with the big hair. Can't yes. stop the feeling. If you're just um, talking about regular trolls, love them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, back to the internet then. How about tech team captain, the good doctor, Pete Wright? I love them, but only when I'm wearing my gimp mask. Ah, Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully. This whole movie just came rushing back to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's the purpose. That's what we're doing here. We're rushing back. My name is JJ, and I think trolls are generally uneducated mass communication provocateurs that should be shackled in some way. But I'm not sure that I have a good And quite honestly, this theme of the introductions shows that it may be easy to get way too deep into what we're going to talk about in this movie and what point this movie was even trying to make. So I, I'll need you four guys, to, or three guys, four together, to check cool. me if I get too far down in the weeds. So let's hear how this one did for you guys on your couch at home. Pete, what did you think about Guns Akimbo? It's I hate going first. Uh, I really do. So this you're a to me, this was <laughs> oh, trolls already. Uh, I, 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 I this it's. I have a, a funny, conflicted sense of this movie, and I I worry that uh, I'm going to come off too harsh. So I'm going to really try to soft soften my my uh, experience here. I 
thought this movie was really bad. It's yeah. so crappy. It's so bad. The script is terrible. It where it's like I want it to to have some sort of a purpose. If it's going to 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 uh, live and exude such exceptional violence, I want it to do it in some sort of clever way. And I just think it wears. It, it has no ideology, but beyond like backyard playground um, weekend movie making, and and <laughs> that that bugged me. Uh, and so I, I my conflict is <laughs> it's not a good movie, and yet I still had a good time. Uh. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm happy with you going first because I think we might feel the same sort of way. Uh, Steve, uh, d- how did you feel about Guns Akimbo? I, I have a feeling this is going to be. The name of this podcast will be Guns Akimbo. Actually, your next two, Pete and Steve, are going to disagree on this one. That is a long title. No, I. It is. Um, No, it. As I, because I just finished this like about an hour and a half ago. Okay. So just oh, fresh, fresh fresh off the off the couch on this one, but it reminded me a lot of your next in the fact that it it did a lot of different things. It didn't. It it was a showcase of different styles. Hmm. Once I accepted that, because I at first I thought this movie isn't sure what it wants to be. Oh, he's just I think this writer director is just showcasing. Look at all these things I can do because it's got Scott Pilgrim-esque video game moments. It's got really darker you know, m- moments, really violent moments, gunplay, gun foo, all of that stuff. And it's not consistent throughout. But whenever it's d- focusing on each one of those aspects, it I was having a fun time with it. But it, it really came across like a little patchwork quilt of things. But to me, I enjoy. I, I agree with Pete. I had a good time with it, but I didn't think it was a horrible movie. Mm. I think it was just a bunch of movies that are put together into one big long thing. Okay. Okay. It, so I, I'm a little confused. I'm interested to hear when we get down to how you rate it, um, because it was it was an interesting way of looking at it for me there too. Okay, Tommy, uh, how did you feel about uh, the patchwork? Horrible wonderfulness of Guns Akimbo. Of Guns Akimbo. Um, well, look, I'm fine with uh, a movie as cheeseburger. I'm fine with movie as candy. I think they're very important. Um, okay. But this was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, just I'll, I'll, we're going to go into what you already name checked some movies um, that it sort of rubs up against. I can name check movies like, uh, well, the current season of Westworld or nerve. It, it rubs up against a lot of different movies. The thing that this movie enraged me about is that it's frenetic pace and it's frenetic filmmaking. I feel personally, it really was just hiding how lazy it was. Yeah, that okay. the jokes, the script, the characterization, everything was actually so lazy. The gunfights, we are past this movie. This movie could yeah. have been a revelation so long ago, but now it's like, why? What is this for? And it still looks expensive, so I'm angry at it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so no, I I did not think it was a good movie, and I also did not enjoy it. So I'm I'm on the bottom right now. Okay. Okay. See, so that's, I feel that's, like I could be swayed either way sure. right now. I'm between Steve right. and Tommy. There's a good chance I come out just like going guns akimbo on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I'm a lot more like Pete in that I thought it was a terrible movie, really, really bad, but I liked it, which is a really <laughs> weird way to feel. And maybe that's the quarantine in me right now that I'm looking for a little bit of distraction. JJ, but, that's the quarantine uh, in all of us. <laughs> 
But I recently, I mean, to talk about how we're past this movie, I recently went back and watched the three John Wicks back to back because I was late to that party too. And you talk about gun foo or this gun thing. There's so much innovation in the, what they're trying to show in the violence there. And while this movie, while Guns Akimbo has a concept, has a big idea somewhere in the movie, there's nothing in the execution that makes this an innovative or special movie. And that's why it's uh, it. You get exactly what you're talking about, Steve, about this sort of these sort of hearkening back to other things. But it's all just really this, you know, these sort of distorted pinches of what we saw in those other movies. And I think this one is just. It, it, it just it, it generally felt like a failure to me, even though I enjoyed going on the ride. So before we get into more talking about it, because I think really um, I think we do have some interesting things to kind of dig into here in the meat. Let's let's do a quick synopsis. And I don't know, knowing now what you know about how I felt about this movie, I'm probably not going to do it justice here. So if I trip up, you guys, uh, you guys bring me back. So Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter himself, plays a game application developer who's a generally boring guy that gets drink, drunk one night and gets into an Internet rage fest with the fans of a particularly degenerate fight for your life online community called Schism. Uh, capital S-K-I-Z-M. The leaders of this graphic violence tournament take exception to his trolling slash anti-trolling, take your pick, and hack his computer to find him, drug him, and bolt guns to each of his hands to compel him into the horrific game that he loathes. Much. That old chestnut. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He then is pursued by a particular assassin who is also being blackmailed to play the game in her own way. The winding path that these two reluctant players take is flush with explosions, kidnapping, betrayal, and as the title suggests, suggests rampant gunplay. All while they're learning about each other's motivations and trying to find some sense in a completely jacked up expression of the world as a whole. I would have liked to see that movie. <laughs> no, you did a great job explaining what the movie purports to be. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the the thing, the, the point that the kind of the thing that I highlighted when we were going through there is that sort of trolling slash anti-trolling. Like, I think that's the concept here. And I could be wrong. But this idea of all the hate that's being spewed online and then these people that are trolling the trollers and this this kind of like it's this this reverse schadenfreude mirror about what's happening in the inner world today is. But this is where I get tripped up is. The troll, our hero in this, Daniel Radcliffe gets into this because he was being a crappy person and trolling others, right? I will be interested in this part of the conversation because I could find no through line for the idea of what this movie was commenting on, except maybe if you're going to talk the talk, walk the walk. Well, I guess. But, the, but I mean, but that doesn't so he's answer saying, your question. No, that if comes you're with gonna what, like come to the internet with guns out of your mouth, then make sure you shoot them up in real life. Is that what you mean? I don't know. I don't have the okay. answer. That's what I'm saying <laughs> is I don't think that the movie presented an argument nor answered it in any okay. real connective way other than just what I just said. As what Rice Darby at Rice Darby as the um, uh, homeless Magoo says something about yeah. everything's terrible out here. But if violence comes for you, you better be ready for it. Walk the walk, talk the talk. That's it. I don't, but it doesn't make sense in the movie. My impression to that point, Tommy, is I, I, I would say 
the movie presents a lot of perspectives, a lot of questions, and doesn't answer any of them. Okay. And, right. So sure. I, I, it's like I think that the movie is about like the whole concept of of poisoned community, like what happens with our global internet community when it when it becomes a poison well. It becomes like uh, the individual contribution to the greater good, right? Is it is it possible to be an individual and be a contributor to the greater good? It is, um, you know, what does it mean to be a hero anymore? Um, it, so we definitely have some hero, anti-hero kind of dynamics on there uh, going on here. Uh, and it, this, it, it could have been in, in many ways called Guns Akimbo Ascent like at the end the troll becomes the weird matrix superhero in a yeah. in in a dodge like that that was oh, the, the most end, end, end. singularly yeah. baffling like it, it, coda to this movie that I, that I just I mean of course at, at the same time I totally saw it coming. Like right. it's, of course they're going to put him in black leather and let him right. and have him now have clean guns, and he's still cleaning up the world. That was never his context. No. Like that was yeah. never his jam. It was just, uh, I I don't know, Steve. I'm sure you're crawling out of your skin right now. What am I? No, missing? no, no. Because no, it, well, no, because he. That it was his jam because what what do we see him doing at work early on? He's not doing his job being a developer. He's online flagging videos and reporting videos. He's trying to clean up the internet. Oh, I thought that was his job. He's out. Mm-hmm. No, I no, got the no. Sense that I that thought that was actually, his job. No, no, he with you. They they flubbed it. He worked it at that squirrel game, but that yeah. seemed to be his he hobby. That squirrel but thing. They, I thought yeah. JJ and Pete also it was extremely confusingly handled. Yeah. So yeah, I, I had that, forgotten yeah. about that, Steve, and you make a good point. So, yeah, because he works at the company that's a shady company that basically is a as an app that's there to steal money from kids, you know, parents, credit cards. But when he's there, he's not coding on that. He's on YouTube flagging videos, these horrible videos and everything. So then when he goes home, that's when he finds Schism, which is like the de- deepest, darkest, you know, nastiest place on the web. So, of course, that's where he's going to start trolling. So, yes, the end now that, that Schism, you know, he's going to continue working on this. Yes, it's it's ridiculous. This whole <laughs> this whole thing is a video game comic book movie. Everything is so over the top and ridiculous. It I agree. There's there's parts of it that are executed better than than others. There are other parts that I thought worked really really well. I was I was a little saddened that I was watching this on my TV rather than the theater <gasps> for that whole car chase at the I beginning. I was so glad I wanted, that I was at home because I would have gotten so sick. <laughs> motion I, I motion that, sick. Yeah. I, I would have needed Dramamine oh. for all of the, he, he like, yeah, there's a lot of that. In the, <laughs> yeah, he, he has a gumdrop and the camera's like, yeah, gumdrop. Exactly. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little insane at times. I, I, even from my couch, I had to look away just a couple times because I was starting oh, wow. to get, yeah. yeah. Okay. Dizzying. It, it, the weirdest choices of when they're going to go. Dizzy. I mean, uh, they're alone and they're, they 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 stumble upon this like just naturally running from each other. And suddenly they're in like a, a laser tag set straight out of like <laughs> Batman three. Oh, yes. you know what I mean? Like yes. it is. Yes. I just 
it was just like a a baffling set of coincidences that that walked through this movie. And so, Steve, I think you made a point early on about how it's a it's a kind of a, a patchwork of other movies. The problem is this movie doesn't elevate any of them. The one, not a single no. one. And that's that I think no, no, is the problem that's... that's that's most frustrating. It doesn't bring anything new to the table to the point where it doesn't the even match is, the level. Though. It doesn't match the level. I, and so I think right. JJ did himself a grand disservice watching John Wick before. <laughs> this movie oh, that was the that worst like thing you could do. or watching yeah. a movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh but but you know the, the little things like uh, wandering around the street saying uh, like having his horrific voiceover saying things like huh look at the world i used to be one of those guys who had my face in my screen now i don't like yeah, it's, it's the world is a beautiful it's place. like everything uh, is in oh. hd okay. yeah right everything's so, in hd oh forehead we're just leaves. even before john wick which is i think the par excellence is that a phrase par excellence mm-hmm. cool um that no longer can action sequences involve two people running into a room, spraying bullets. You don't see where the bullets really go, followed up by fake looking CGI blood. Like there's no choreography. There's just it was it's just so right. I just. Yeah, I mean, that's that's depends what you're shooting for. <laughs> right? I mean, not shooting. For, but I mean, <laughs> because to me, this is. This is a director you that's, it a pastiche. that's not going at. It's just not even matching yeah. <laughs> any. <laughs> no, but I don't. I don't think, and I don't think he's trying to raise the bar. It's this is a director who I expect that I would see lots of stuff that's going to go straight to like Netflix or Sci-Fi Channel, and it's that level of stuff of like I can do this stuff. I'm I'm a competent filmmaker, and I can do this. It's not raising the bar, but I can do those cheesy mansquito movies. I can do those sci-fi shoot 'em up movies. I can do all those things competently, and it and it works well because I agree the the CG blood all that, everything we've seen here. We've we've seen before. I'm like, oh, if I had taken this part and expanded, I would love to see that movie. If I took that part and expanded, I would love to see that movie as one of those three star Saturday afternoon movies I watch on Netflix that I know I'll probably watch once, maybe twice, have a good time with it as pure entertainment. And that's it. Well, and I think that's all this movie was striving what, for. You make an interesting point. What I might be holding against it is the fact that it was going to get a theatrical release. And this is a sci fi S.Y.F.Y. movie. With right. a with I'm a bigger sure. budget, yeah. We'll throw it back to yes. trailer rewind and look at a movie like Free Fire, for example. Yeah, Free Fire yeah. is 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 like this, but it can it has a concept and it's executed very well. Like I would recommend Free Fire a hundred times before recommending this movie. So I find yeah, myself just listening to Steve exhausted. Like, how is it that you have time <laughs> in your head while you're watching this movie to write five different movies? that are spin-offs of it. I think that is like the, this this movie takes it this movie takes so much attention from me unearned. And that is the thing that I felt was was frustrating about it. My, the movie never stops and the amount that it gets done in the first 10 minutes is incredible and I kept I'm on my couch. I'm with my dog. I have nothing to do and I kept checking the time. <laughs> To be like, <laughs> it's felt like a long hour and thirty seven minutes because yeah, it's that's numbing. how long it was. Yeah. Wow, yeah, hour thirty five, hour thirty seven. Yeah. It has an extended so, ending, as they I, do. I did want to tell a personal anecdote about the story, and that's oh, you know okay. this concept of this sort of normal guy who gets 
we, you guys decided that it wasn't his job that he was flagging these things. I thought it was, but so he then goes home and he gets kind of, he gets drunk and angry that there's this, this evil thing going on in the world. And then he calls it out and stuff. And then they come for him. Right. Well, when I was in high school, there was this group of guys. I don't actually know who they were. They called themselves. No, they, well, (laughs) they called themselves the six pack and they would go around and they would vandalize people's stuff oh, gross. houses I don't like they'd that. egg places and they would and they would toilet paper houses and they would do all the stuff and i just i mean you guys know uh, that sounds like something that's like the most ridiculous that thing stuff. that anyone ever do yeah. so really like actively i made i was like these people are idiots They're, you know i was i was calling them out i wasn't doing the kind of things that that daniel radcliffe is doing in this movie you know not saying they should die or anything like that i'm just like guys are idiots they they don't you know they they shouldn't be why would anyone do that it's just it's infantile well so they came for me oh i had a car and i parked it and i had my car parked outside in the driveway and they destroyed my what did they take to your hands no it was i mean (laughs) literally this is this happened in high school they put like they put powdered sugar over the car and this is in minnesota in the cold and then put syrup and then put yeah. easy cheese. Wait a minute. What then, happens? What you're just, you're just described something that I feel like I need to know about. Your what car sounds delicious. It really does. <laughs> yes. you just your car sounds like amazing a snack. Cupcake. Yeah. Well, if you freeze, if you freeze if these you freeze. things on a car, it damages the car in a way that cannot be oh. fixed. Powdered sugar oh. with syrup. Oh, is that like shaving cream cheese. on paint almost? Yeah, it's like this kind of thing, right? Yeah. And 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 literally, I am not kidding you when I tell you they killed a rabbit. And put it on the <gasps> on the dash of or on the on the hood. Oh. Of Where did you live? Hunger Games. That right? is crazy. It, it, no, suburban Minneapolis. So the point the being is game. like this this story of him like going out and doing this and then then bringing in. I'm like, ah, it's so. It should so, be right up your alley. Well, but the point is, yeah. then why is he? Then he becomes a hero by joining in and becoming a hitman. Yeah. At the end, I mean, like this is no the story. The, the the point about this, you know, originally is looking at the story here. This is not, there isn't a lesson in this story. You cannot, and you guys have talked about it as yeah. burgers and candy and this kind of thing. The right. only way you can like this is to recognize it as a cotton candy dinner. And that is the best you can say about this movie. And it doesn't particularly do that well either. I mean, I'm glad we talked about the John Wick thing already. I think, you know, uh, has anybody read the book Homicide by David Simon? I think, Tommy, you recommended it to me. Right? Oh, yeah. I've read it a number of times. It's one of my favorite books. So Homicide is 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 a book where David Simon goes and he embeds himself with the, um, the Homicide Division Baltimore. And he goes for a year and he just talks about all this stuff. It's a great book. Five-star book, in my, in my opinion. And they talk about all of the Hollywood uh mistakes or the things that Hollywood does with guns. And in the scene where he's in the alleyway and he's going to shoot himself, they channel that a little bit where you've got the homeless guy saying to him, Oh, don't point it that way. Like, cause everyone just assumes that if you point a gun at your head, you're going to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's actually really difficult to kill yourself unless you aim in just the right spot. So that's really neat that they do that. But then with all the other stuff they do with guns in this movie, it's just utterly ridiculous. How guns are like, <laughs> throwing people across the room from like oh yeah i mean it's yes. just uh it's the well, but i'm the, but, well, the first I'm time he fires it <laughs> really well the cartoon when it yeah, gets cartoony like cartoony, that then, yeah. then that's cartoony, okay for me yeah. i just i wanted either something right. to be grounded I, I don't know that's weirdly me for me right. that's okay jj i can't exactly say why Okay, but this is the same reason oh, yeah. that I liked wanted yeah. right I, yeah i'm <gasps> okay with you being and this movie and this movie is wanted. corners also yeah yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, I mean, because we we start with a guy who fires off one bullet in his apartment and it like deafens him and he's vomiting because it's so loud <laughs> right. to the point where and he tells us all hours, a moral about right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Within twenty four hours, he's now like a sharpshooter because he's shooting off rounds and taking people out. Another know, idea th- that because get followed through with it all. It could have been put the wrong man in an action movie, see what it happens, and instead we got to see him. It's hard to pee in a toilet, and then he was great. And and yet that opening, that entire opening sequence, every time we come back to him trying to do something goofy, that was the funniest stuff from the trailer. And I felt like it was well overplayed in this movie. Like I was yeah. so done with hands in pockets, putting up things. How long does it take you to eat an eight month old hot dog on the street with your gun Ugh. fingers? I was just like, it was. <laughs> I was done with all of the gags off of that. They just, they weren't as funny in the context of what this movie was I, I, of what this movie was so i i am right with when i say i i had a good time with the movie it was as soon as they stopped trying to play me with how like intelligent the movie was going mm. to be it was the cartoony stuff that was the stuff that that i thought was most entertaining like yeah i even was able to let go of the fact like when when nick's get like is out of the car and she stands she has the gun with the big round cartridges on him and she starts firing <laughs> and they use this really ill-timed slow motion sequence and the the cartridge is like rubber and it's shaking back <laughs> and forth like like wobbling like this really wobbly and yeah. i thought uh, this is like I'm even okay with this because blow him up, shoot him up. I can I can flip that switch in my brain. It's when the movie was trying to trying to say something. It was punching above its class, and and um, that's that's what it got frustrating. Well, and then uh, you know one of the things that I want to talk about is the, is the irony of the fact that this got pushed back or threatened to be pushed back because the director, the writer director, oh, right, was bullying people online. That's right, you guys about know bullying the detail online. Of about bullying yes, online. Yes. He was feeding oh, yeah. trolls, right? Yeah. yeah, he was feeding trolls. I mean, what? <sighs> I, and, and so all of that happened before I think any of us knew what the, the actual subtext of this film was or, or right. text yeah. of this film was. Does it <laughs> yeah. change your view of that experience now that you've seen it? Or, uh, because I have to tell you, and I'd be surprised, JJ, if you didn't share this, I kind of felt like it was a little bit manufactured. Yeah. Oh, snap. Well, that's, well, when you say manufactured, I, I agree only because the fact that it doesn't resolve, the fact that it doesn't have an, a, a say, well, we should be this way shows that it's just like, here's a big, smarmy, disgusting mess that exists in the world. And I'm just going to highlight it, but I have oh, well. no idea what to do. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, well, I guess we end up all being assassins at the end. Like, what? no, that's not the point. But uh, it, uh, whether or not he meant it, that's what he ended up being. Yeah. Right. Oh, wait. Does he? Uh, yeah, that's not even fe- feeding the trolls is don't feed the trolls means don't engage. Right. So he's right. not even. Oh, so the director did exactly what what's his name does in the movie. That's yes. is that what we're just saying right. over and I just figured it out. Yes. I'm sorry. 100%. Yes. Oh, you're all good. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next Real Film Podcast. Are we, tell me when we start recording. <laughs> so, well, what do you guys know about Jason? Is it Lee? Jason Lee Howden or Jason? Jason what Lee what Howden, do you yeah. know about his stuff? Deathgasm. What, what do you know about this? Yeah. What is that? I didn't see it. Deathgasm? <laughs> I just know, I just no, know the title. Uh, it's called Deathgasm. Yeah. That was the one uh, feature that he's made before this. 
Well, the majority of his credits, this is the, here's the piece that I find strange about, you know, the fact that there isn't a whole lot of innovation in terms of the way that this executed the, the, the visual effects is that this guy's mo- most known for his visual effects. Right. He was a visual effects artist on War for the Planet of the Apes. He's, he was a, a digital paint artist on Man of Steel. Actually, we may know some people who have worked with him. Um, right. That I think uh, it, it's interesting that that in this film where he was writer director that I didn't see a whole lot of innovation from visual effects. What was there something that stuck out to you guys that was special visually here? No, no, unfortunately, no, I think he was limited by his. I think he was limited by his budget because he doesn't have the budget of you know the Avengers, the Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies, Avengers, Wolverine, Man of Steel, the stuff Great he was Gatsby. On. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, actually, there was there's one point, and I can't remember. Uh, it's when oh, uh, there's a point where he's fighting somebody and i think oh it's the um when he comes across the the drug deal and he shoots oh, the leather jacket guy in the neck and the guy dies on him and like Ugh! and my, my daughter says, that, that 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 blood doesn't look good <laughs> at all that blood looks really like bad raspberry like, jam. They, were they gonna were they gonna yeah. color correct that <laughs> that doesn't look right at all and i'm like yeah that's something that got missed because the budget in in time because i've i've been watching the order crew guys a lot on their visual effects analysis and they'll say yeah you'll see some of these big movies and sometimes it's like run out of money run out of time and it's like well that's good enough is anybody going to really notice uh, and it goes and with a smaller film like this with a smaller budget i think a lot of corners were cut there were a lot of things and again i wasn't expecting a level game on this i was you know content to meet it where it was which was down in a much lower category Daniel Radcliffe, like the theatrical release, also makes this movie, I'm misusing this word now that it's changed, but problematic for me. Yeah. Yeah. You you just go in for like, Daniel Radcliffe is starring in really interesting movies. They're not all great, but they all have real vision and real something. Something to so, say. Yeah. yeah, what makes it is he problematic or just his presence here is problematic? The presence. I, I'm not sure. Did the presence like a bigger movie his than His presence elevates yeah. the promise of right, the movie right. for me. To- me, right. me too. Yeah. He is he is making such I- exceptionally interesting choices. That I was like, there's got to yeah. be something about this. And that really undercuts, that hurts the movie for me, weirdly, because that hurts my ability, uh, Steve, to be able to take it as like, oh, it's a direct video this, because what is he doing in it? Having fun with guns on his hands going I believe like it. Well, I bet he could do it. <laughs> and I wanted you this look to like be you're free fire. <laughs> I mentioned that I wanted it to be free fire, but it turns out to come off a lot more like Anna and the apocalypse where it's a movie oh, yeah, that right. like yeah. it, it was a quick, a quick idea. It was a quick concept, but then it doesn't mm-hmm. really have whether it's the budget or whether it's the, 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 the execution it doesn't have the legs to make a feature here. And I think that's kind of what we end up with. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I still yeah. had fun with it too. I just think, uh, I think I, I wanted something special, I, especially from a visual effects person. Now, in, in terms of budget, though, I would compare it to like, what are the low budget Tarantino movies? Like, he does a does lot. Tarantino with a little, do right? he, on the, he, early... he works smarter with like Reservoir Dogs yeah. and stuff. Yeah, with yeah. Free Fire, or, you've already. Yeah. I mean, we're now mentioned two to three different movies yeah. that all were dramatically yeah. and visually exciting in one place. What about now? So I didn't see Death Proof. 
But those are, yeah. you know, the, the oh, that's yeah. a lot of like those, and the Robert Rodriguez stuff. Yeah. There's a really interesting, you know, comparison to be made between those movies and let's see the sequence. You know, there, there's a pe- point in this movie where it becomes a side scroller, right? It's just like, yeah. you know, they they. I feel like it's an homage to something like Old Boy, right? Where you're just watching right. travesty happen on screen as they move down this down this corridor, and and she's in the warehouse, and she says, "Do me a favor." shoot that Richter for me. And then she takes off. And of course she has her trench coat <laughs> yeah. on. And and of course she's yeah. got C4 oh, under yeah. the trench coat because foreshadowing. Yeah. And then she starts running and none of the bullet stuff is necessarily believable. And then she blows up and the fire isn't, it just doesn't quite engage. And, and you're just not like, and I feel like that is, it, it's sort of getting to what i i wanted that sort of sin city-esque we know we don't have the budget to do things like and make these composites completely believable but we're gonna do it in a way that it's okay because you'll be lost in the visual i didn't get lost in any of the visuals in this movie but i felt like that's that was pushing in that direction for me and if we can transition i don't mean to transition early but one of the things about these other movies that did help. And one of the reasons that I'm so angry at this movie is the script wasn't there for this movie. This movie thinks it's very clever and this movie thinks it's very funny (laughs) and it is not either of those. Uh, It is very glib. It's just filled with sort of like pseudo hip terms, like nice fap cave and stuff. They're not really jokes. There are actually references to terms people use. There's not a lot of, I wrote down uh, there's three different jokes that I liked in the movie and the movie thinks it made around 40 and there's three that I thought were funny. So that's also, that gets into that a little bit of that inherent, what I feel laziness about it is you're not going to give us characterization. You're not going to give us the visuals. So at least we're going to have that strong writing. Darn it. This felt like a first draft a lot of the time. And it gave Daniel Radcliffe, who is so committed to the role he is saddled with such some really horrible dialogue and exposition and sort of voiceover to have to use and samara weaving was a revelation for me in ready or not and in this she's given almost nothing to do almost nothing to do and that's unforgivable because she is she we've seen her have the capability to be incredible lest we forget to your point tom that schism is supposedly this kind of new thing right that is just taking over the city and taking over the world the city was already named shrapnel city <laughs> wait it was i don't remember that yes, yes. I, miss, I saw I that, that. Yes. shrapnel yeah, city. yeah it's a weird dystopian that is right now yeah we aspire to be more dystopian that's <laughs> right. not a yeah. thing right and that's what no. i brought up nerve like this idea of uh, monetizing yeah. mayhem yeah is but he didn't bother building the world at all you don't even see no, advertisements right. no. oh, it's no, just no, no, people no. are watching so therefore it's successful that's not how any of that works <laughs> i love it like when they do the cutaways to the groups that are watching the show like yeah, that the same nice five kind of cutaways guy who yeah. just can't stop yeah. eating chips and and they go to the to the naked bro group in the sauna yes. just saying it's yeah. just a game yeah. bro it's just a game but of course <laughs> it's not a game how self-aware can we be but they did have a moment that made me think of all of you guys in particular uh this is after that wasn't it it uh, wasn't in the sauna no, it wasn't in the sauna for okay, me. Okay, good, for good, me, good. it was. It was. It, you know, it made me think about our our uh, uh, as he 
uh, it, it's the flashback after the great reveal that, you know, he was wearing a vest and it turns out. Right. Like, I, I was so excited for the movie. I thought this is going to be the thing that redeems it for me. He got sh- he gets shot and they think maybe they just wake up and there's they think I'm smart enough to understand that he put the vest on and I don't need a reveal right. to show that he had the vest right. on. Yeah. And then they immediately show the reveal. <laughs> show, reveal. Yes. But, yeah. <laughs> but that moment they did say, he, you know, she comes into the picture and the way the scene is blocked he's standing here she's standing here and he says he killed your dad too he's right there, he's right <laughs> like, there. there. <laughs> and then the cutaway they didn't she refilm looks... it from her pov they used the no. exact no. same insert shot yeah. where it looks like she's standing yeah. over her own father <laughs> the whole time so... yes exactly and didn't notice that was yes. so good and all i could think about is like she did like that could oh. be the next thing. he's right there from the finest he's hour right there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. yes Oh no, that that flashback was problematic because number one, we everyone here watching it said, "No, we know this. We we know that clearly because we've seen him fumble with his gun hand so long. There's no way for him to get his shirts off to put a bulletproof vest on and then get dressed unless somebody's helping him. So we already knew that. So then we get the the flashback, but then my daughter says, "Well." wait a second, where's all the drone cams now? Wouldn't they see all this? Since I said, well, if he turned off his GPS, and I'm like, well, wait, no, Nix is there. They'd be following right. her all the time. Right. I, think, I think they so ADR'd like, in someone vaguely he, saying, cut the feed. Yeah. For like, no, like but no sure. reason. Like there was no, as if right, they figured yeah. it out oh, later. Yeah. But no, I'm not going against oh, you. Yeah. I'm just saying like, oh. no, no, no. Oh, no, no. I, if anything, I agree. at yeah, the least, was, at the most, whole, they did that. Yeah. I do oh, from an aerial yeah. perspective for the all the all of the aerial footage I think was shot with a drone in the look like which, it. Yeah, not always bad, no. but definitely no. noticeable. And yeah. I don't think you want to know that. Other than right. other than the times when they're trying to when they show us, you know, the overlay and the map of the drone. I don't think they want I don't think you want the audience to say, Oh, you're shooting that with a drone. I think you just want it to be a a camera perspective. And and it was really it wasn't sloppy. It was just very it was very you could see the strings of the puppet master that was making this movie. So Oh, there's um, so many (laughs) you can see the strings of the puppet master trying to move the story around. Like I said, it's it's cobbled together, but for each part, I mean it's not a cohesive film. At all. But so the beginning, you know, when he I, I love so many things that were fun when he's like, we start off with him walking to work and he's texting. We've got all the emojis and stuff flying off and somebody bumps into him and the coins go spilling out. And then he's Scott walking Pilgrim through and he's, he's an adventure and he's yes. yes, he's got he's got Scott Pilgrim. And then he's we've got like cartoon overlays on him of like what, like a warrior and all these different th- superhero with a cape and all this. And I thought visually I was like that that little piece right there is like, OK. For what it did there, I I like that. It's a completely different movie from what we get to at the end. Yeah. I mean, it's it's this thing has got multiple, you know, as I said, like multiple personalities. It's different films at different points throughout it. And if I look at each one of those, no, they're not excellent. But I I find something, and there are flaws plenty in this. But there are moments that I thought in each of those where I'm like, okay, I can enjoy this for what it is. This is. I'm not giving this four or five stars or anything like that. But I could say, I, I don't hate it, but I can parcel it out and say, this sequence here, here's something I enjoyed about if it. If it wasn't yeah, so that's glib, what I, get out of it. what I take as yeah. glib and seemingly uh-huh. yeah. so self-impressed, I would be able to feel that way. But I think this okay. film thinks it's nailing it. 
the whole time. <laughs> and that just makes me angry. <laughs> well, that, well, okay. something about that. I mean, one of the things, and this is, you know, we usually talk about this later in the show as well, too, but the music cues were just terrible. And, and initially they start off with all these, like, they seem like they're karaoke versions of, uh, Covers oh. of pop songs that we know <laughs> that are meant to, you know, you talk about being glib, that are meant to kind of like lead us down a road. That's all fine, but it slowly degrades into this last music cue that happens at the pop of the climax that completely destroys any emotion in the No, that was brilliant. That's like that's like never surrender oh, that that was that that uh, i love to me that was like in frozen 2 when they the, do the, the cheesy, cheesy thing yeah ballad i'm like it's so self-conscious aware of what they're doing by pulling in because I, I i thought it was blood sport but it's actually kickboxer it's jean-claude van damme yeah. kickboxer is where that song is from it uh, no we all laughed because it was just it's so ridiculous and you have to they cannot be taking themselves seriously when you pick something like that and to me it worked perfectly I, at all of that because I, I, it's con- very aware of what con- it is. Controversial hot take. I agree with Steve. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I was fine with it too, to be honest, because it was tonally, the movie got its own joke Yeah, for once. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. I don't, I'm sort of figuring out maybe that. Maybe you're maybe giving it too much credit. I don't know, but, maybe, I, but I, was, yeah. I laughed. I laughed at some of those, those yeah. music credits. Those were, those were the jokes that I actually got. Like I feel like what I, I yeah, liked. I, was I think what way. I liked about it is for a little while there was consistency. It was mm-hmm. taking an old song, revamping it in this kind of cheesy thing. Like I like the spin me right round where the one guy can't hear the loudest. I was okay for for a second. That gave mm-hmm. me that gave me like a jolt of like, oh, this is the movie. Oh no, it's gone again. <laughs> yeah, and oh, yeah, that's I guess that's how I felt in right. the Never Surrender piece in Got that. It. The the music of that moment didn't work in parody for me or in seriousness. Oh, for the, so, for the one. No, I wanted the song from um, The Karate Kid. It's one of my favorite songs. Is that the one you're that the you're best the best? Around. around. That, if that song would have worked, that's the song <laughs> that would have worked yeah. for me because I didn't that recognize, works in parody. I didn't that recognize works in parody. the song exactly. that Steve is talking about. So I was like, right. oh no, did they write this song? Because it's terrible. Is this like a thing? But I was like, I've got to assume because of the other songs, it's from something. But for the be- yeah. you're the best around would have been pretty funny. Or if they would have done Transformers, you got the touch, you got the power, yep. which was originally parodied in Boogie Nights. I mean, like there right. you you understand it's a your own joke. Agreed. Agreed That's with my JJ. Thing. Yeah. I guess, I, I, sure. I mean, if it worked for you guys, it's just a, a tonally thing that didn't work for me, but that's, I mean, and they could have done more with that too. I agree with you about You Spin Me Right Right. It, it, the way it started, it worked and it just mm-hmm. sort of, it never was a big idea. It was always... Well, there's no choreography. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there. You know, speaking of of just choreography in general, I think there is a there's a sense of hero moments, and I didn't find any of the hero moments particularly strong or clever. And (laughs) yeah, I mean, I didn't get that that like feeling of oh, now I'm going to cry because I can't handle my emotions. There, right. Bursting forth. Uh, we do have this this sequence where both uh, uh, Nick's and uh, Miles are getting their their asses handed to them, and they uh, and. Nix loses her fingers. She loses two fingers. Yeah. And yes. she yeah. once again, nobody seems to feel any pain. Uh, but those fingers become a, a, a bit of a trophy piece. For <laughs> a some hilarious reason. runner, you mean. 
I am <laughs> I'm very curious if I missed uh if I missed something uh and I should say parenthetically I was watching with with subtitles turned on uh, because I yeah. had to adjust volume and because you know right. lots of people in the house oh. and at one point Richter is uh crying and right. he's crying oh, oh oh and it says Richter fake sobbing and i thought well that's on that's <laughs> exactly what i'm getting they really are <laughs> nailing it with these subtitles uh and so at the end of the movie speaking of richter he he's hanging off the side of this building yeah and miles comes up and manages to take with his gun hands to take the finger yeah. out of his pocket <laughs> yeah. and somehow maneuver it he, into richter's mouth as he's hanging Phil makes off me the, you guys why <laughs> yeah. One, why did that happen? And did I miss an emotional beat? Like, was that supposed to, like, communicate something? Because I was awash. I was just, I did not get it uh, at all. So, so help that, me. that was. You that don't was, remember him saying to Nick's when... in the beginning of the movie, at one point, I'm going to eat your finger. <laughs> no, it's nothing. No, it's because she loses her fingers. It's the and then it's it's the middle finger. Yeah. So basically, it's Nick's giving Richter the they finger. They make the same joke know. twice. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Twice. that was exactly it. Like, that's enough. No, that was it. There was nothing more to that. No, it wasn't. It's not smarter than that. It's not cleverer than that. No, it's it's as dumb as you say it is. He yes. was super believable and good as a bad guy. <laughs> so, so, Tom sobs fakely. Yes. Because <laughs> he was in a different movie. He was in that weird shrapnel city, dystopian, crazy Repo Man movie that the rest of the movie isn't in. The movie is just... He reminded me of the bad guy from Commando. Do you remember that with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, that... Yes. Who's wearing, yeah. you know, th that is just like, he's supposed to be this really, really terrible for person, but he just feels sort of vaguely like weak and like <laughs> yes. funny and more funny than, yeah. than, than menacing. Yeah. Like that... In Commando, it was that way too. And it, you always feel like, what, am I supposed to feel bad for this person or am I supposed to hate right. them? And that's how I felt for him the whole time in the movie. Oh, no, does he think he's scary as a bad guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, okay, now someone referenced the gimp mask. So what, what oh, did you feel God. about? How could you even gimp breathe in that thing? <laughs> he had lines, too. He had lines with the mask on that were literally... That they recorded through the mask. <laughs> through the <I> mask. <laughs> yes. Well, it's, okay. a, it's a pretty <sighs> low common denominator for the jokes. I mean, nothing's funny unless something's happening to your genitals. Everything is just sort of, it just sort of feels very like the first draft of stuff. They, it, it's that anger I get when I feel like it wasn't, you never thought that was a placeholder until right. something. And I'm not saying that I'm a great writer. I'm just saying that I'm also not going to be in theaters. So right, if you're in right. theaters and you get Daniel Radcliffe, aim higher. Why, and why did she call, call him an F boy the whole time? What was the whole thing about that? Speaking of fab caves, why did she call him? An Doesn't F -boy make that's not actually no. what f boys are. They're, they're actually getting no. the the slang wrong. She's just putting a bad word with a noun. F f boys are actually very kind of confident, powerful guys who were just right. gross. and jerks. Yeah, and jerks. And he's he's not yeah. a jerk at no. all. And she has no reference of even his not even trolling getting where the he slang came right. off as a jerk. So yeah. not even yeah. getting the slang right. Yeah. Is there anybody else in the movie that you guys want to talk about? Anybody? We we've talked a little bit about Radcliffe, Samara Weaving, Reese Darby. I mean, not in terms of of people necessarily, and we may not even need to delve too far into this. But there is sort of a love story uh, oh. that nobody has brought oh, up with Nova, Nova, Nova. Yes. that is uh, mostly shelved 
introduced and yeah. not paid off, but um, you know, it exists. Well, and I, th- that's the one thing I do like about the never surrender is that it's this fake thing about them coming together. And then he says, no, of course not. Right. Like, cause it's terrifying. It's a terrifying situation. Like that's reality. But other than that, the whole Nova, you know, save the cat type of situation for her. I did. I did. The whole hostage thing was just confusing. Well, well the, there were two Nova moments that for me, I, I enjoyed. And one was the, the little flashback to the date where he talks about the superhero of man, man, which that right. actually made me laugh of, yeah. you know, a man bitten by a radioactive man who's got man powers in his man senses or tingling. That made me laugh. And then at the end, when, when it's like he's, you've, you get the idealized like, oh, I've just defeated the bad guy and she's going to run into my arms. And he's like, no, when you pistol whip a bad guy, your girlfriend, you know, basically gets PTSD. And I thought, OK, so again, there's a moment of, oh, we're going to ground this in reality. It doesn't we don't do anything. But there were moments there where I thought. There's that movie that I could extract out of everything else. I would want there's to see that. There's that movie, right? Yeah, there it is. There's, there, there's, that there's was that it. Nova I totally movie. agree with that. I think we wanted right. to see Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Yeah. This movie yeah. is owes Scott Pilgrim owes a ton to yeah. Scott Pilgrim, which is so consistent and so elevated and so clever. That oh, movie sure. blow, yeah. every time I watch that movie, I'm like, don't have to be this smart. It's yeah. so yes. from beat good. to beat. To every beat nothing to is beat. nothing yes. is wasted. It's so yeah. great. Right. And well, it's, it's Scott Pilgrim and Wanted. If you mash right. those together, that would be. And yes. instead, this is this Sharknado, is... and <laughs> I'm looking, I'm trying to find another, and Sharknado too. <laughs> but, that, but that's nice the problem writing. is that the movie, the movie yeah. does enough to indicate yes. its aspirations. That's what drives and, and me that's crazy. That's the problem. It is unoriginal to the point that it actually sets us up for the movie we want. And I think that's its greatest sin uh, that it it does it is not able to deliver on that. And it, it can't be its own thing because it already set up that it wants to be other people's things and it still can't deliver on that. So I that's that's why I think that if the tagline for me would be hey if you liked these movies you won't like this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all very true, I think, about this. Uh, at least it was for me. Is there anything else that we really need to talk about this, or should we just go ahead and rank it? I like the lighting. The lighting was stylish. <laughs> what do you mean? Some of the red and blue. I don't. Some of the lighting like yeah. stuck out of like some of the scenes. Yeah. I was like, oh, whoever lit it, this deserved a better scene in this because it's like comic booky yeah. and dynamic. It's repo yeah. manny while sometimes also grounded. It's interesting. And then just and then they're right. just making dick jokes. This is a we'll call this the cherry on top. Oh. I am so tired. I'm so tired of movies that purport to be about technology and technologists <laughs> and they can't type. <laughs> oh. that right. is a, it's so absurd yes. that he is supposedly a yeah. coder in a game company and he sits down yeah. and he's hunting and pecking and the only yeah. reason that could even be mildly construed as funny is that when he gets <laughs> the guns to his head he's still good hunting he and pecking <laughs> and you know what yes. that's funny for about a negative two two and a half seconds and then you realize i yeah. that's really dumb i'm gonna stop laughing at that yeah. <laughs> right Right. Or and then a GPS and phones. I've learned that the, <sighs> you can just turn them on, turn them off and 
This no, no, no. He was turning, when turning, you uh, turning off the malware. Oh, the malware. You can spin up a quick app. Put it on his. You know what? You don't spin up quick apps. That's not how that works. I don't. That actually, I disagree with. This movie is great for. I've been turning off and on trackers all night, just for fun. No one's even tracking me. I'm just doing it. This this is where Guns Akimbo really latched onto that hit film Black Hat that we all love so much. Yeah, really nailed the technology as a resource from Black Hat. Yeah. Yet another one. Yep. It's just like crying, if you like yes. this. <laughs> For crying out loud. Okay. So that definitely lines us up well to get set up and rank this. Guns Akimbo, The Hobbit, Put Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that order for you? Are you ranking already? Is that what that is? The Hobbit. We've got all the movies we've talked about on this show ranked over at flickchart.com slash TNR film board. Flickchart is a really cool site where you can create a tournament style stack ranking your movie preferences. So check it out and find out how your film favorites fare against ours. Pete, did you log in? Because I'm in. I'm Yay! in and ready. What's up first? Guns Akimbo versus? Beirut. Beirut. I'm going to say Beirut. Yes, Beirut. I have a feeling this is going to go fairly quickly. Yes. How about Guns Akimbo or the Wolverine? The Wolverine. The Wolverine. The Wolverine. Great team. Yeah. How about Guns Akimbo or Jason Bourne? I don't even care which Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne. Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> How about Guns Akimbo or the Happy Time Murders? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected because that movie thought it was hysterical also. Also. I think I'm going to go say a, Guns Akimbo. I'm going to say Akimbo. I'm going to oh, say. I'm all happy time. All happy time. I got to say happy time. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Pete, <laughs> Pete and Steve, you guys do some Rochambeau. <laughs> all right, Steve. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. One, two, three. three scissors. Paper. All, right. all right. So happy time. I wins. can live with that. All right. Uh, how about Guns Akimbo? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> or, or Guns Akimbo 2, The Monuments Men. <laughs> oh, Guns because of how we're already ranking it, it's putting it yes, farther yeah. down the list. Oh, right. the monuments, man! I assume. When, when did we start flick charting with you, Tommy? Oh, right, nine years ago. <laughs> but I never figured out how the algorithm <laughs> works. works. I just thought it was <laughs> robots. Just, it's random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what did we say there? What was the monuments, man? Akimbo. Okay. Oh, so we have one to one, Steve. Uh, monuments men, of course. I am monuments men as well. All right, uh, guns akimbo or black hat? <laughs> ah, there it is. <laughs> I might say I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to say guns akimbo because yeah. at least guns akimbo got to it and got out. I did have. I mean, the the bang bang shoot 'em up stuff. There's some there's some cleverness to that. So, mm. but yeah. even if it's okay. not original yeah. cleverness, it's right. Yeah, yeah, akimbo. Yeah. Oh my god, black yeah. hat somewhere was just like what. <laughs> Are you kidding? It was a whole movie. <laughs> Were the Hemsworth yeah. even? Well, surprising no one, this has become num uh, the second to the worst movie on our list. It comes in at number ninety on our flick chart, and it's solo. In fact, that the stars don't even fill on the little flick chart recommendation of how oh, many wow. stars you should use. This is a one out of a hundred, uh, and uh, so. That's where we are. Uh, how to do on your lists? 
I gave it, well, so I did, it did beat some on mine. It did beat, talking about Anna, Anna and the Apocalypse, it did on my personal flick chart. It was above that. And so it's it's a little ways up, but it's still very low for me. I gave it one star. But as I said at the beginning, it's one star and a like for me. I didn't dislike watching this movie. I just don't think it's a good movie at all. So it's one star and a like. Uh, one star and a dislike for me. My name's Tommy. I saw the movie. I think you owe me six dollars and ninety nine cents. Yes, can I just take that right out of the Patreon? Yes, <laughs> plus tax. Yes, uh, it's a two stars and a like for me. Um, it is, it, you know, for me on my flick chart, it came in at thirteen forty two out of fourteen forty four, and that's a that's a seven percent. It should be a half star film, and I. I was debating whether or not this was going to be a half star film and a and a like or a dislike or or a non or non event, and uh, I think it's going to be a half star and a non event after this conversation. I think Tommy uh, has non-event. okay. Meaning, Tommy has officially swayed me. No heart on this one. No heart. Uh, Got it. Got it. And. Um, well- well, this is the first of our Film Board Theater at Home series. Uh, we are going to try and find something to do uh, just like this as the months go on. As long as we're still in quarantine, we are keeping our eyes very closely on the uh, the major film releases when they do go uh, and are available for streaming. So as long as we are in stay-at-home orders, we will look to do something like this and we will announce it to you uh, on our Discord channel, on our on on the on the web, in any way that we can, when we find something to do, and of course, as soon as we can get back to the theater, we will do that as well. How about on the main show, Pete? What are you guys doing on the main the next real show right now? Well, I'll tell you, we're in the middle of our John Le Carre mm-hmm. series, Jolica, and uh, so we've we've finished up. Um, what did we do? What just went live? Uh, we did Spy Who Came In From The Cold. Fantastic. Uh, we did The That's Little Drummer Girl. That's my favorite book of his, is Spy Who oh, Came yeah. In From The Cold. I need to read it. But uh, we did The Little Drummer Girl, so she was there. And then the last one, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. And that is uh, also fantastic. So... Do with that what you will. As we wrap this up, we'll be moving into the films, a brief series of the films of Agnieszka Holland with oh. Europa Europa in Darkness and Spore. Spore! Uh, coming up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we're, wow. we're very excited about that. A lot of very meaty films to get in through Truly. there. And then we have just recently started now about a month ago, uh, the Marvel Movie Minute for The Incredible Hulk, the second movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. About to wrap up that first month, where are we right now in the minutes? Oh, JJ, there's blood in the bottles. That's the that's the big thing. There's blood in the <laughs> bottles in the falling into the bottle. You, you all remember that hit minute when the blood fell in the bottles. Oh, yeah. Oh, blood in the bottles. Yeah. There's blood yep. in the yep. bottles. Yep. Yeah. It's it's very scary right now because of the blood in the bottle. And poor Stan. We've we've cleared our Stan yeah. Lee minute. So that's um that's where we are. He's gonna be very angry. Nice homage. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. So there's a lot of great shows you can check out in the Next Real Family of Podcasts. So check those out. And also, I forgot to talk about it in the show open, but if you're out there listening to us on this show right now, you should come join us over on Discord yeah. at com. You can let us know that you want to hang out with us on the server where we yeah. gather with our fun film family to discuss lots of remarkable things from throughout the entertainment yeah. universe. There's specific chats about each of our shows, so come join our gang and yeah. interact with us on the internet. Tommy will... Say yeah a lot, yeah. and that'll be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> that is where we will keep this conversation going. But for this one, say good night, Pete Wright. Good night, everybody. See you later, Tommy Hanson. I gotta go wash my hands. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> and one more word from Steve Sarmento. A gunza hondo. <laughs> I love it. At the next reel, when the movie ends, our conversation begins. Till next. Here on the film board, we have covered quite a variety of great page-to-screen adaptations over the years, from superheroes like Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight Rises, based on stories like Nightfall and The Dark Knight Returns, to horror and sci-fi like Max Brooks's World War Z and Hiroshi Sakazuraka's All You Need Is Kill, which became one of our favorites, Edge of Tomorrow, with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. And who could forget Andy Weir's stranded astronaut adventure, The Martian, or Dave Eggers' tech thriller, The Circle? Supposedly so much better than the movie. We've also explored Stephen King epics like The Dark Tower and It, biopics like Damien Chazelle's First Man, and sweeping sagas like Denis Villeneuve's take on Frank Herbert's Dune. And don't forget Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon, based on David Grant's nonfiction book about the 1920s murders of the Osage Nation. I just finished the book, and it's fantastic. It's always fascinating to look at the source material, and we often do as the book lovers we are. For those of you out there who love to do the same, head to thenextreel.com slash originals to find all of our past episodes and dive deeper into these adapted stories. And it's not just stories. We've included things like the video games Uncharted and Detective Pikachu. That's right. TheNextReel.com slash originals is your one-stop shop for in-depth looks at the sources for cinematic adaptations that we have discussed. Every purchase you make supports the film board and The Next Reel's family of shows. So what are you waiting for? Head to TheNextReel.com slash originals and get your next read today. (laughs) 